Crop Talk TV Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the San Francisco 49ers Morning Show. I am your host, former NFL and AFL defensive back, Eric Crocker, and y'all know what it is, man. We're getting into it. Everything pertaining to the 49ers right now, and the biggest topic is the quarterback situation. Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, who's starting? What's going through Kyle Shanahan's mind? And why does he not trust Trey Lance? All right, we're going to get into all that and more, but first, make sure if you haven't already, you know, Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, especially if you like what you've heard from this podcast. We're gonna bring everybody on to talk about it. I want to get you guys, <clears throat> excuse me, I want to get you guys' opinions. But this is something I've been thinking about for a while, and I heard it on the podcast I was listening to yesterday. I'm like, man, this is this is what I've been thinking. This is what I've been thinking, but we're gonna talk through it. We're gonna talk through it. All right, so uh, yeah, man, you already know what it is, man. Underdog Fantasy. If you haven't already, download the app, Underdog Fantasy, UnderdogFantasy.com. All right. Download the app. Use promo code Crocky. When you do that, they'll match whatever you deposit. You better play a lot of over unders and all that other stuff. All right. So that's I see somebody right now in the in the, in the uh, chat says I bet money. Then it continues on to something else. But I want you guys to bet money at underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Use the promo code Crocky. I don't know if I should wait to kind of get my spiel on what I feel about this situation. Wait for everybody to fill in because I know. In the next, I don't know, 20, 20 minutes, I'm gonna have 300 people in here, and I'm gonna have to, you know, re-talk about talk about everything all over again. But as of right now, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. You know, it ain't over till it's over with Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is like, he's like that. I'm trying to think of a movie like T1000. Y'all remember? Y'all remember? Uh, is that movie called man with the term Terminator? I'm tripping. I was gonna say with the Terminator, Terminator, right? Y'all remember Terminator T1000? Like, I mean, they were shooting them, blowing holes in them. He was turning into liquid, like, and it's like, God damn, like, he just won't go away. <laughs> and right now, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's T1000 or T2000, whatever his name was. That's who Jimmy Garoppolo is right now. He ain't going away. Right now, as everybody knows, Jimmy Garoppolo is dealing with a thumb injury, and it's a thumb injury that uh, you know it affects his ability to grip a football and throw it. You know, whether it's a tight spiral or whatever, throw it with velocity. And I don't know if you guys have ever tried, you know, hurt a hand and then tried to use it. Like you, you can start to feel it in different in different areas, different pressure points with how you and you use your whole hand to kind of throw the ball. Which side? I have a football over here, but it's like a signed one, so it's not a good one. But you use your whole hand to throw a football. And right now, when you look at Jimmy Garoppolo, especially with that, whatever's going on with his thumb, it's, it's going to affect it to some extent. So they had him out there, and they're trying to figure out right now, can he throw the football? Now, from all reports yesterday, you know, looking at the 49 Beat Riders, Twitter accounts, Matt Mayoko and a lot of those guys, I'm, I'm assuming he either tried to throw a ball around and it didn't work or he just walked off the field and he's like, well, maybe he has to rehab for another day. So we're, we're definitely going to know sooner than later if he can go. But I was listening to Haberman and Middlecoff, and I don't know if you guys listen to them, but definitely my favorite podcast to listen to. All right. Uh, Haberman and I I like good football talk. And not like some weird stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not like a, a, a weird 
stuff type person. Give me good football talk. Good football talk. And Hebberman and Middlecoff, they give me good football talk. But something they said I've been thinking about, and it, and it made all the sense in the world. It made all the sense in the world. And I like the way that they put it. Kyle Shanahan does not trust Trey Lance. Now, I think when people hear that, they're going to think, oh, man, like, you know, he, he doesn't trust him. He must be doing something wrong. I believe that a rookie quarterback can be doing a lot of things right. But at the end of the day, until you know, you don't know. And Kyle Shanahan, as they were saying, and as I think, he takes me as the person that Kyle wants to know. Like he wants to be 100% certain in whatever decision it is that he's making. And if he's not 100% certain, if he's not 100% certain, he feels uncomfortable. Example, I remember uh, it was the Rams game, I believe it was. Was it the Rams game? Where he didn't, he didn't really drive before the half, right? It was like he didn't drive before the half, and that was an opportunity for the 49ers to really, like, put their foot on the Rams' throat at this time. This is before the half. All right, so you got the 49ers. Uh, they had an opportunity to call a timeout so they can get the ball back and potentially drive down the field. Kyle Shanahan elected not to call the timeout. He just wasn't – he wasn't sure, right? He wasn't sure. Like, he eh, – okay, we, we, can, we can get the ball back, but how confident am I that my quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, is going to lead us down the field? And I'm thinking, like, damn, like, I hear you loud and clear. I hear what you're saying. When I saw that, I'm like, I hear you. But later in the game, it was like fourth and seven from down near midfield, and he goes for it on fourth down with Jimmy Garoppolo. And I was so confused. I looked at what he did earlier in the game, and I'm like, okay, you didn't call a timeout to potentially uh, drive the field and get some more points before the half. But – Later in the game, when you're up, you go for it on fourth down. And Kyle, it's there's a lot of he doesn't really do well with the unknown. That's what that's how it's coming off to me. He doesn't really do well with the unknown. I see my guy the Jedi right here. He says, Kyle needs to learn how to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. And I agree. He doesn't do well with the unknown. And so I'm listening to Harry Middlecoff, and they're kind of talking about that a little bit. And I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking of these different scenarios where, you know, early in the Jaguars game, what happened? He had the opportunity to go for it on the two-yard line. They had a long drive. He didn't go for it. He didn't go for it. He said, no, nah, I'm kicking the field goal. He lined up to go for it, called timeout or something like that, went, kicked the field goal, whatever the situation was. Later in the game when they're up, Kyle went for it. And I was just like, hmm. So, like. Are you aggressive sometimes, but not all the time? Or do you feel like it has to be like an advantageous situation for you? And 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 then that's when you want to go for it, and that's when you want to be that 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 guy. And we look at different situations in his play calling career. And but when you look at guys like Andy Reid, and and again, I'm talking about Andy Reid as of late. Andy Reid that has had a lot of success, right? As of late with Andy Reid, he's been like that foot on the gas all the time, regardless of who's that quarterback. So you look at, and I, and I referenced this game a while back, the playoffs, it was, was it last year? And it was in the run with the, um, when Tampa Bay and Kansas City Chiefs played in the Super Bowl. All right. 
So in that in that run, in that playoff run, he lost Patrick Mahomes in the game against the Cleveland Browns. And at one point they were up at the end of the game, I don't know, five points or whatever. They and and they have Chad Henney in that quarterback. All right, they got Chad Henney in that quarterback. It's fourth and like three or something like that from them from midfield. Like if you don't if you don't get this, you give the Browns like who were they were marching back, right? You get the Browns an opportunity to start from midfield to drive down and score points to win the game and knock you out. You got Chad Henney in that quarterback. And what does Andy Reid do? He goes for it. Now, again, I don't know if it's the right thing to do. I don't know if it's the wrong thing, whatever. But I do know one thing. He's going to do that regardless who's that quarterback, regardless of the whole situation, right? And it wasn't a, well, I have to be, um, you know, 100% sure the outcome or whatever. It's like, no, I'm going to control my own destiny with this, and I'm going to make it work. And what did he do? He made it work. He threw, they threw like a little out route to Tyreek Hill and easy money. First down, boom, game's over. And I was like, damn, Andy Reid got some big balls because I, I wouldn't even did I wasn't even thinking that they would go for it in that situation. But when I look at Kyle Shanahan, again, I want to keep referencing, uh, hold on guys. And I want to keep referencing Haberman and Middlecoff because that was when it like sparked the idea. But we've talked about it on here where, you know, a lot of people are asking, well, why isn't he going with Trey Lance? Why isn't Kyle Shanahan going with Trey Lance? And my thing was always there's there's too much unknown. There's a lot of unknown with Trey Lance. There's the unknown. And I think the unknown really scares Kyle Shanahan. It really scares him. So instead of embracing it, right, embracing this situation, embracing the opportunity to to go out there and, and have this young guy in there and he's talented and he might miss some throws and he might be inaccurate at times, but okay, I'm going to embrace, I'm going to build on it. I'm going to build in. I'm going to have the confidence in him. I'm going to build up his confidence and let him know that I believe, you know what I'm saying? Instead of that, it's like, nah, I, I, I gotta go with Jimmy because I'm afraid of the unknown. Even in the situation where the season has not gone exactly how you would like, that's been my big thing, right? Season hasn't when you start with Jimmy Garoppolo, the 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 goal was not to be eight and seven at this point. Now things happen, there's been injuries, there's been this, that, and the other, but I feel like there hasn't been that that pivot of the situation. I talk about it all the time. My situation coming out here. I live in I live in fucking Arkansas. I live in Arkansas. Hold on, I'm going to touch on that. Let me get to this super chat. Uh, they are treating Trey like RG3 2.0. Remember, Kyle's, Kyle's type is Kirk Cousins. What you are witnessing is a buyer's remorse. You know what? I have a great I have a great take on that. So, yes, we could say Kyle Shanahan's type is Kirk Cousins. What I believe Kyle Shanahan is trying to do and what he wants to do is get the best of both worlds, which I like it. I like it. He's trying to get the best of both worlds. He wants Trey Lance to beat Kirk Cousins and in a sense of being able to just run the offense. He wants Trey Lance to be able to run the offense the way that Trey Lance, uh, the, the way Kirk Cousins can run the offense, but have the other aspects of it, the other ability of it as like a guy like Trey Lance. So that's what he wants. And I don't think anything's wrong with that. I don't think anything's wrong with that. 
I don't think there's buyer's remorse. I think all it is is when he can play the game the way Kirk Cousins can play the game, but then give me all the extra stuff, that's when I'll feel comfortable with Trey Lance on the field. That's what I think he's doing. That's what I think. So I don't think it's buyer's remorse. I think with Kyle is just you gotta you gotta work. You gotta work. You know, you didn't get handed Matt Shop. You didn't get handed Matt Ryan. You know what I'm saying? You didn't get handed Jimmy G. You got a young guy. You got to build him. And you got to work. You got to work. And I think he's having trouble understanding that aspect of it. You know, your dad got handed John Elway, Steve Young, right? And, and maybe it's as simple as the Elways have trouble, you know, developing quarterbacks, and he doesn't understand what goes into that, as opposed to, and I talked about Andy Reid. Andy Reid, he went to, what, four straight <laughs> NFC Championship games with, with Donovan McNabb? He drafted McNabb. He drafted him. You know, he drafted, he developed him. He understood how he needed to bring him along and what it goes into that. And maybe Kyle Shanahan is struggling to, with that aspect of it, right? Like, just truly knowing what he was in for with having to actually you got to work you got to work right it's not a you know we've all probably been a part of maybe not but it's like we've all worked for companies right i remember when i was a kid when i was young i was young and dumb i was working at babies rs <laughs> well when i go into work at babies rs they already have Everything that they want to do with their business and, and their policies and, and their structure, it's already been laid out for me. I just got to come on, put on my little stupid little purple shirt and go to work. And they do the rest for me. Everything is laid out. Not just do this, do this, do this. Kyle Shanahan, he is almost like he he doesn't understand like what went into building Babies R Us to what it is today. Or I don't even know if Babies R Us is still around, but what it was at the point when I was working at Babies R Us. He wants to skip the stages. It's like, Kyle, you can't skip the stages, big dog. You got to go through these things. You got to go through them. So we're going to see if, you know, how he works to bring him along. You have to develop him. And I feel like Kyle struggles with the unknown. Struggles with the unknown. So that's that's what we're seeing. I don't think it's buyer's remorse. I think it's he's struggling with the unknown. What's on the other side? Now, what I would say to Kyle Shanahan, if I had the opportunity to talk to him, and I say this to you guys, you guys that y'all that have been listening, somebody said, Babies RS. I mean, I used to work at Babies RS, man, when I was like, what, 18, 19? It was when I had my son. What what I would say to Kyle is, Kyle, don't, don't be afraid of it. Like, embrace it. Embrace it. You you gotta embrace. What, what was it? I, I was born in the dark, <laughs> molded by it. Right? Is that what Bain said? You gotta embrace it. And I think Kyle right now he's he's scared to embrace that change. He wants it to be a certain way right now, instead of him molding it. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's having a hard time with that. So at the end of the day, what it all comes down to is he don't, he don't trust Trey Lance. Now, 
here's the thing. I feel like most rookies aren't trusted. So I know most people, you know, they'll see this and they'll think like, oh man, like Kyle doesn't trust him. He's never going to play. He doesn't want this guy. Nah, like he just doesn't trust him. <laughs> like he doesn't trust him as much as he trusts Jimmy Garoppolo, which how could he? And I think that's the next part to this. How could, how could Trey, how could uh, Kyle Shanahan trust Trey Lance more than Jimmy Garoppolo when Jimmy Garoppolo has been a part of a team that went to a Super Bowl? He went to a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. He's won a lot of games with Jimmy Garoppolo. He knows he can win with him. But he's still afraid of the unknown. And he wants his hand forced. Y'all remember when Jimmy Garoppolo started? Think about this. When Jimmy Garoppolo started, right? And he came in in that Seattle game and he threw a touchdown and he went off and he won five straight games. The only reason Jimmy Garoppolo played was because Bether got hurt and his hand got forced. That was why Jimmy played that year. And what were the results? Five straight wins. For whatever reasons, right? But the results, five straight wins. But Jimmy only played because Bether got hurt. I bet if it were up to Kyle and Beathard would have played that year, we probably wouldn't have even seen Jimmy. Maybe the last two games, maybe, because the 49ers were eliminated from the playoffs, and eventually he would have just been like, well, I have nothing else to lose. But even at the point when he came in, I mean, I mean, again, and okay, you got a guy coming in. He's only been there for a few weeks. I get it. But he didn't want to play. He didn't want to play Jimmy Garoppolo. So we're starting to kind of figure out the way that Kyle Shanahan's mind works. And unless he knows for certain, just like with Jimmy Garoppolo's situation, he didn't know for certain, but damn, my hands are tight. I got to play Jimmy Garoppolo because Beathard's hurt. Golly, now I got to put together a game plan and, oh, we won. Oh, we won again. Oh, we won three more games. Yeah, Kyle, you won five straight games. And he's going through it again with, with Trey Lance. The unknown, he's afraid of it. He doesn't trust it. And that's just who he is. Maybe that's just who he is. Is it wrong? Is it right? We're going to find out. But as Haberman Middle Call for talking, they, they talked about it. And I, I thought it was a good point because we've talked about it here. I get a lot of people in my messages, and, and I can show you some of my DMs and stuff like that. I got people in there asking me, like, man, surely Trey Lance is better than this, right? And I'm talking about people that are outside of, you know, 49er fans. I'm talking about, like, Jets fans and all these other fans, right? They'll, they'll watch 49ers and they'll DM me, like, Trey Lance is not better than this. He can't play. And I'm like, dude, I don't know if it's so much that he can't play. I think it's just how scared to play him <laughs> because he just doesn't know. He doesn't know what he's going to get from Trey Lance. I started to talk about me living in Arkansas, right? So, you know, I don't know how many of you in here watching right now. I got 160 of you in here are new to this channel, but I'm from Stockton, California. All right, real 209 and Northside. And I live in Arkansas. I live in Arkansas. And I came out here. I came out here to be a student assistant and coach on the coaching staff, be the defensive back coach and whatever they need me to do. While my wife, uh, while I finished getting my degree, because I went to the university here, and my wife is in the nursing program. But when I got out here, what I was was I, what I was expecting wasn't what happened. So I had to pivot. I didn't get it. I didn't get scared of it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, I expected one thing. Like, okay, this is weird. Didn't didn't happen how I thought. So I didn't I didn't complain. I didn't cry. I just figured it out. 
You just got to figure it out. All right. I got my guy Maury said, Lil Rock, Arkansas, watching right now. Bro, you try to watch a game with me? Because I be out here by myself watching the damn games, man. You ever want to come to Monticello, man? Come to Monticello. I'm about to build a uh, – I'm actually going. As soon as I get done with this, I got another podcast. And I'm going to go to – I'm actually going to go to Little Rock. I'm thinking about going to either Little Rock or uh, Monroe, Louisiana, and buy me the um, a big – like I want to buy an overhead projector. So I'm working on my sports room. But anyways, you ever want to come watch the 49er game, man? I'm here. All right, for those who for those who don't know, Eric's from Glockton. <laughs> I'm from I'm from Stockton. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But um, shout out to I got I got Pine Bluff in here. Where's that Jesse? Okay, Jesse. Hey man, you 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 only about 30, 30 minutes from me. You're about thirty minutes from me. You ever want to come watch a game, man? Holla at me. Let's go. I'll be watching the game by myself. That shit's boring. All right, but anyways, that's a big. It's a big change for for a California boy. Real California, real Stockton. I've been all over playing football and all that, but I'm from Stockton, and I never thought I would leave as far as making somewhere else my home. I live in Arkansas. I, I've been, I've embraced the change. I've embraced the difference, and I've embraced knowing, like, wow, there's we, and I talk about this sometimes. We overvalue our current circumstances. And Kyle Shanahan, right now, with Jimmy Garoppolo. And how scared he is to play Trey Lance. He's overvaluing his current circumstances. He's overvaluing them. He's overvaluing them. Now, no one like, God, you know, you, you, can, you can be better. You can do more. You might have to work a little bit. You got to work a little bit. You got to get the young guy right. You got to mold him. Mold it by him. You got to mold it. You got to mold him. Got to let the dark mold, mold him. You know what I'm saying? But don't be scared of that dark place. And right now, I think with Kyle Shanahan, I don't think it's that he... It's not that he doesn't think that Trey Lance can be good. That's not it. It doesn't, it's not that he thinks that Trey Lance won't be amazing. He just doesn't think he's amazing right now. And that's what that's what scares him. It's what scares him. He doesn't, it's like right now, he wants it to be perfect. But everybody that's in here knows. You know what I'm saying? And I got people from all over in here. I see my guy rolling. He says, man, I'm from Bakersfield, living in Atlanta. When you move from Bakersfield to Atlanta, there was some unknown, right? Now, you have an idea of how you think it's going to work. But there's a lot of unknown, right? And right now, I believe Kyle, what he knows is in his head, well, he's not as ready as I would like him to be. Well, Kyle, what does it mean to be ready especially when you look at Jimmy Garoppolo and I think and I like Jimmy I like Jimmy G I do I know it comes off and, and everybody hears Jimmy getting on people getting on Jimmy and all that right and then and 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 people feel like they have to they have to like pick a side right the 49er fan base they feel like they have to pick a side do I, I no I'm team Trey Lance or I'm team Jimmy listen man I don't care what team you are. I'm team 49ers, right? I'm team 49ers. And I look at from the jump, what, what is Kyle Shanahan thinking? What is, uh, you know, what is he thinking about this situation? And when he went with Jimmy Garoppolo to start the season, it made sense. But one thing is for certain, and again, go back, reference, Abraham made a middle call. They referenced the, or it was middle call talking, and he referenced the Super Bowl. All right, the Super Bowl it was the first one that Belichick won. 
And then we'll tie that into later because I have a take and I've had a take on what he's done this year. But the su first Super Bowl, and this is middle call for what he's saying, John Madden, R.P. John Madden, the legend, the great, all right, R.P. John, uh, John Madden is calling the game, and he's like, man, I probably would just take a knee here. And most people probably would. He said, man, I'll just take a knee here. No timeouts. Got to drive the field to try to get a field position. Got a, essentially a rookie, a guy in his second year, but his really first year starting. I just take a knee, going to overtime. And most people probably would have, but not Bilicek. Because Belichick got big balls. Pause. He got big balls. He said, nah, I don't care. Let's go. And they win. And I really feel like people that when you go for it, you 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 win. You got to go for it. Now, you'll, you'll take some L's in the process, but eventually you go for it enough, you're, you're going to get it. And Kyle, he's kind of been scared to go for it. You look at the situation right now with Belichick, right? You see what he did with, with Tom Brady? And you see what he's doing right now with Mac Jones. He went for it, right? You look, you that wasn't everybody just thinks that Mac Jones just outright beat out Cam Newton. I'm not saying he didn't just outright, but I watched Cam Newton in that Eagles preseason game, and he was on point. He threw like one incompletion. I feel like that incompletion was a drop. He was running. I mean, he looked great. I was like, wow, this looks like vintage Cam Newton. He looks amazing. He looks great. That's the starting quarterback. That was the last time we saw him in the Patriots uniform. He looked good. Belichick could have easily justified why he kept him. But what did he do? I'm ripping the Band-Aid off, man. I'm going with the rookie. And we're going to go through our lumps. They start off two and four. Everybody look at the Mac Jones situation like it's just been all gravy. They were two and four, weren't they? Weren't they two and four? I know, I know, Tika, Tika 300, I'm not, I, I know. It comes off as if I'm comparing Bill to Kyle. I'm not, I'm not comparing Bill and Kyle. What, I, what I'm doing is talking about the way the mind works and why maybe some people are more successful than others. That's, so that's why I'm, that's why I'm going with this. There is a difference between Belichick and Kyle Shanahan. And so far, what Bill has shown us is, I'm going to go for it. And Kyle right now, with his actions, is telling us, well, I don't trust I don't trust Trey Lance. And it's like, okay, we get it. I don't think anybody truly trusts a rookie. But you got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. I don't think anyone truly trusts a rookie. I'd say if you poll co uh, coaches around the league, even guys that have started rookies from the jump, they don't trust a rookie. Now, is it as simple as, well, 49ers don't trust a rookie, but they have somebody that they do trust in Jimmy Garoppolo, so that's why he plays. And I'd say, okay, yeah, that's why you start the season the way you do. But at some point, when it's not going as well as you would like, do you say, I don't think I can get better? And that's when it comes to people overvaluing their current circumstances. You know, I get something from Californians all the time. And I, I say Californians, I'm a Californian. You know what I'm saying? I'm a real nigga from Stockton, California, Northside. And a lot of, I, I would have never, never said I'd be able to leave, leave Stockton. But I knew how I was living in Stockton. And I, and I see people on social media all the time. 
man, you live where? How do you do that? I could never leave California. And I always tell them, like, yeah, I thought the same thing. I'm living fucking great out here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I thought the same thing. But I'm living great in Arkansas. Now, you might say, well, you, you know, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in a small town, 10,000. Actually, it's kind of a bigger town out here, 10,000 population. But I'm living good now. I was not living like this in California. I have, and I didn't even know I handled stress very well. I handled stress very well. I didn't even know that I was stressed because I handled stress so well, but I didn't even know I was stressed until I moved here. And I felt that like weight off my shoulders. And I'm like, wow. It's almost like I started like seeing clear. I know I wear glasses, but it's like I started seeing clear. I started like, like, oh, the fresh air. I mean, it's humid, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I overvalue living in California. Most people do. And I think right now, Kyle Shanahan is overvaluing having Jimmy Garoppolo as his quarterback. He's overvaluing it. I don't think, I mean, when you look at being eight and seven, what are you overvaluing? You got to figure it out. Here we go. You already know, man. I put the link in the chat. Y'all come on. Y'all talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's get into it. What do y'all think? I think Kyle doesn't trust Trey Lance. And I also believe nobody truly trusts rookies. Until you do. Mac Jones started off two and four. Kyle Shanahan would have lost his shit. He lost it. Shout out to everybody that's in the chat right now. All 200 plus of y'all, man. If you like this show already, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, all that good stuff. We got uh, Underdog Fantasy. Download the app right now. Underdog Fantasy. Promo code Crocky. We're going to go over a little bit of it. I'll send you guys a link where to sign up. All that good stuff. Make you some money, man. I bet on over-unders. Basketball is harder than football, y'all. I bet on over-unders on basketball. I hit on LeBron's over on rebounds, but I missed on a lot of other stuff. Basketball is harder than football. Football, I feel like I be making money. 100, 200 a week. Man, basketball is a little, is a little harder. It's a little harder. Here we go, man. I got some people coming on, man. I appreciate everybody, man. I appreciate all y'all. I did realize yesterday, remember I kept muting myself? I think I got a short in my uh, in my cord here. So, like, I just can't touch it. And I have a bad habit of, like, touching the mic and stuff. Can't touch it. But, yeah, like my, like my oh, here we go. Uh, when QB Lance and head coach Shanahan went up against the Cardinals, the 49ers went for it five times on fourth down. Does not constitute trust. Um, I wouldn't say trust. I think Kyle Shanahan was kind of going with either the flow of the game. I think maybe Kyle Shanahan felt like he had to score more points than he had to when he could have easily just kicked some field goals, put up more points. Um, I feel like Kyle Shanahan uh, maybe trusted Jimmy. I mean, excuse me. Maybe he trusted Trey Lance more than he trusted Sly, the kicker. Remember, the 49ers didn't have Robbie Gold in that game. Then they have Robbie Gold. So I think maybe he was thinking, uh, who do I trust more, Sly or Lance? Uh, I think I trust Lance more. Let's go for it on fourth and short. <laughs> maybe he trusted himself more than the other guys, right? Maybe he was like, uh, I trust myself more than Sly and Lance, so I'm just going to go for it because I feel like these are good play calls, and he didn't get it. That's an underrated element of that game, though, because 49 scored 10 points. I feel like they left, they left a bunch of points on the board by either not go by either going for it and not kicking the field goal or getting stopped on the one-inch line. Trey Lance gets in on the one-inch line and they kick a couple field goals. We might be talking about that game a little different. 
Here we go. I got my guy Jedi coming on, man. Here we go. What's good, man? Good morning, bro. Good morning, fam. How you doing today? Oh, man, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed, too, man. I can't call in the same old. We get ready to celebrate this new year. But uh, everything you were saying about, you know, Cal and, you know, playing scared and just having that mentality of, of not wanting to, not just knowing, having the unknown is, I think, is right on the nail. I think Cal's opportunity to get that kind of nervousness out of his body was in the beginning of the season and since his hand was never forced in the beginning of the season now you're in a situation where half your thumb half the starter's thumb is coming off and we don't know if he's going to be available and you need this young kid that you really didn't develop to win you a game r2 to get you into the playoffs and now you're really forced so i think kyle has to and i don't know how he's going to do it he, he's got to trust trey um that arizona game was not trust um that the person that sent you that uh little thing was like well you trust them four times no trust is when if i'm going for five times on fourth down i'm trusting the quarterback to make a decision with the ball if he runs the ball that's just a decision it's not a we're going to run this. You're running the running back. You're you're my quarterback, but you're going to be the running back today. That's not trust. That's just saying, like you just said, I trust you over my field goal situation right now. Trust is I'm going to do a play action. You have the opportunity to run. You don't have to. You can. But there are other routes out there that if you want, you can, you know, d d determine where the ball is going to go at this point in time. So I would like to see that in this next game against the Texans. I want to see trust. I want to see Kyle say, you know what? F it. If we make the playoff, because to me. Real quick, I, real quick, Jedi. Yeah. I think what you're saying is great. And there was one time that he did let him throw. And, and this is why sometimes like, Kyle, have a little bit more trust, right? Have a little bit more trust in your rookie. Remember in the Arizona game, the times that they didn't get the fourth down conversion, they ran it. The right. time that they did, because I think they were like one and five on fourth down, right? Right. Trey Lance threw it. Made a throw. Right. Right. Uh, right. You're right. You're right. You yep. threw that out route to Brandon Ayuk and he converted, right? Yep. So it yep. is like, Kyle, just trust him a little more. Like, put that like that faith in him. And I think he has a hard time doing that. But go ahead. Yeah, I, I just think it's the, the process. It's like, I mean, you, you've been on point this whole morning. Um, You know, his daddy was giving Steve Young. He didn't have to. Mike Holmgren had to make Steve Young. Mike Holmgren had to go through the ups and downs of Steve Young. He, you know, Mike got the benefit from Steve Young. Same thing with John Elway. That was the dad. I believe Dan Rees was the one who, that really worked with John Elway throughout the, the Denver Bronco years. And it was Mike that got the benefit of that hard work. So Cal, he has to understand this is hard work that goes into a developing a quarterback. Number one, it, it's, it takes those ups and downs. It takes those. Um, days where you're going to feel like you want to strangle this MFR, but you have to go through it. It's the same thing Mike Holmgren went through with Brett Favre. You know, it was the same, like, this kid has so much talent, but he these, does these things that's just like, ah, I'm going I'm to strangle this kid. But in the long road, it panned out. So I think Kyle is missing the, the overall picture of you put in the work, you go through the hair pulling, and then you get to this point where you see the growth. And I see Josh Allen, all the Buffalo, what happened with him. His first two years, he looked lost. He looked like a, a lost child in the NFL. And all of a sudden, his third year, 
it snaps. It it becomes the game slows down for him. I would like Kyle to put some trust in his investment and say to this kid, I'm going to give you plays. I'm going to tell you where certain routes are. It's up to you. Wherever you think the ball should go, you let the ball go. We're going to live with your whatever happens. Until we get to that point, Kyle is never going to establish this young man. You have to be able to establish and develop your young quarterback. You have to be willing to go through the ups and downs, all the, ah, what were you thinking kind of stuff. You have to be able to embrace that. If you don't embrace it, all you're going to do is divide you and your quarterback. The same thing, honestly, happened with him and Jimmy. You didn't really trust Jimmy like that. As the relationship got so poor, now look where we're at. You know, one bad like of a tweet, now all of a sudden the thun, thumb is hanging off and he don't want to play. So, you know, I just think that there's got to be an open line of communication and trust that Kyle has to start with Trey. All right, I agree, man. All great points, man. Jedi, I'm going to get you off so I get the next call on, but I appreciate you calling on, bro. Thank you, bro. All right, great points. One second, Ryan. About to get my guy Ryan on. I uh, had a couple questions I wanted to get to here. Uh, what do you think about Fred Warner saying Trey has been holding the ball in practice instead of throwing it when practicing? Do they set and miss block scenarios to keep the QB on their toes? Great question. All right, so for those of you have, who have ever played football from – uh, high school, college, pro level, whatever. Scout team is no different, all right? So essentially what happens is in the NFL or any level, right, you're showing a card, right? So you're showing a card, and the card has a play on it. And Trey Lance has a quarterback. Everybody looks at it, okay? They line up. He knows to run this play. Now, the defense, they have been – they have been – uh excuse me, hold on, I got call. The defense has been preparing uh, mentally against looks. So as the young guy lines up, and we're talking about Trey Lance, as he lines up at quarterback on scout team, and they come out in, this, in the look, say it's two by one, there's a certain motion. Everybody on the defense knows what's coming. They know what's coming. Like you, you see this look like you've, you've, you've looked at, you looked at it on the board. Okay. They like to do this, 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 and this, uh, you you uh, walk through the things that they like to do, and then you see it in full speed. So Trey Lance, back there at quarterback, by the time he's snapping the ball, they know what play is coming, right? And since they know what play is coming, maybe there's guys covering a certain way, jumping routes and stuff like that, and he's probably scared to just let it rip. He needs to understand, hey, regardless of the results, the defense really knows they know what the play is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you just got to let it rip. And it sounds like, to me, Trey Lance, now this is me talking without being there or having this conversation with Fred Warner, but it sounds like he's just not letting it rip. Instead of letting it rip, dang, everything's locked up, I'm just going to take off. And it's like, no, dude, like, regardless of it, if, if it's locked up or not, throw the ball. This is where they would throw the ball. That's what they tell you. Like, they, no, they would throw the ball right here at this time. So you got to throw the ball there. So that's kind of how scout team goes. And it's no different than... Y'all that, you know, if you watch film and stuff like that, you know, you coach high school, you know what's coming. Same thing in college. Once you see certain motions and a certain alignment, you know what play is coming, especially when you've been preparing for it. Like, and your coaches typically, there's a, like a, a play script 
it's scripted in for your coach to call the right play to put you in position to stop that. So you actually have the right play call. Like it, it's it's all like set up just to get you to understand like certain looks and how you have to play it. But Trey Lance is trying to play hero, and you like you can't play hero. Just just throw the damn ball. So that's what that is. All right, there was another one. Uh, third and twenty-five, no problem. QB power run up the middle. You know, funny thing is, the 49ers got behind the sticks several times in that Arizona game with with uh, Trey Lance at quarterback several times, and he was throwing it and getting them out of that situation. I feel like he got in in in. First and 20, first and 25 situations several times. And each time they picked up a first down, they drove the ball into Arizona territory, eight out of 10 drives. Now, now just imagine if you you really trusted him or at least made him feel like you trusted him and still that trusting him. Like that game wasn't as bad as people say. Were there weird things? Were there moments where he was skittish? Yeah. I mean, it's his first fucking start in the NFL. His first start. So are there the moments? Yeah, of course. Can you build off of it? Yeah. Build off of it. I feel like that's kind of where they dropped the ball. Well, actually, he did come out and say if it weren't for the knee sprain, he would have started him in the next game. So, All right, here we go. Got my guy Ryan coming on. Ryan, good morning. How you doing? What's up? What's up? Good morning, Crocky. Uh, hey man, I was listening to you guys talk, man, this morning. I was thinking about this Steph Curry, Chris Paul comparison, right? And I'm a big, I like NFL and NBA, and so Kyle Shanahan reminds me of somebody who would love Chris Paul, somebody who's going to go do exactly what he says as a coach. Don't deviate from the system, the pick and roll, going down to the big man. Just do that, and I'm happy. like I can predict what's going to be what. And I think, like, a player who can go off script is similar to, like, Steph Curry, where he may do some stuff that's crazy that don't make sense, but his talent allows him to do some things in the flow of the game that you will have to sometimes, as a coach, just do like this, like, God, dog, I wasn't expecting that, but I get it. But that comes with trust, and he's a rookie. And so I think Fred Warner was talking about during the um, practices, the scout team, he was like, the ball was just dicking and dunking or just running the ball. He wasn't really trusting his arm to just go out there and just throw that joker. But um, Fred Warren said he had to go over there, talk to the rookie man, was like, hey, bro, I need you to do you. You know what I'm saying? I need you if you see it because that's going to make us better as a defense when you are throwing these balls 15 or 20 yard in cuts and out cuts and these seven routes. That's going to better prepare us throughout the week. And I think as he – was shown that confidence by his teammate. Was like, hey, bro, do your thing. We got your back. We will support you. I think that started to encourage him. But Kyle, on the other hand, is the head coach. He hasn't had a like, – this is his first time having a head coach gig. Bill was a head coach before. You see what I'm saying? So he had the opportunity to mess up and learn from his mistakes. Kyle right now is coming in this position so tight that he's trying to micromanage everything. You know what I mean? And he doesn't feel that comfortable delegating that type of power to a rookie, you know? And so hopefully Kyle will allow Trey Lance to just play his game and understand that you, he has a Greg, I mean, a George Kittle. He has um, a Trent Williams on the left side. He has a Lincoln Thompson right beside him. He has 
around our youth. Like, allow the parts around him to be there and then trust the young boy will make the right play. Even though he may make a mistake here and there, that's going to build confidence. That's going to build trust. And any type of athlete know confidence is number one. If that confidence is shaking a little bit, no matter how talent he has or how much potential he has, when he doesn't feel the coach is confident in him, he's going to be a little skittish. You know what I mean? He's not going to play as fluent as he can. But I truly believe once he got a coach, and I'm going back to the Steph Curry comparison, once he had Steve Kerr, was like, hey, it doesn't make sense for you to pull for 25 or 30, but for some reason you got that type of skill. And it shocks the defense. You know what I mean? And so I think Trey Lance, when he's able to get in that game and Kyle can say, hey, bro, I'm learning that you got some capabilities that's out of my control as far as schematically trying to scheme you up that supersedes me. And I got to be cool with that. There's not going to be all Kyle Shanahan. I got to realize that, man, I got I got a person who can do some things that's out of the box. And I think that will start to forge their journey into the trade season or to, to the trade area. You know what I'm saying? But he's going to have to trust that. And I know it's going to be a hard thing for him to say. Sorry to be long-winded about that, but hopefully that made some sense. No, it made a lot of sense. It made a lot of sense. You made a lot of a lot of great points. Uh, a big part of it is in in anything, right? Like I know with my son, I have to show him that I, you know, it's like nah, man. Like you know, positive reinforcement. I think that's what that's what you're kind of speaking to, right? Like needs that positive yeah. reinforcement. And uh, I think Kyle Kyle is very black and white with the way that he coaches, and and I like it. Don't get me wrong, but it it leaves little room for error with how you handle players. Now, I think most people were kind of critical of how he handled the whole Brandon Ayuk situation, but Brandon Ayuk has since then turned it on. So maybe it works, or maybe Ayuk is just getting more opportunity now. I, I don't know, but... The targets went up. That's, I mean... <laughs> yeah, because, you know, Brandon got a lot more targets now than he ever was getting. Like, people was like, dude, is he even on the field? Y'all won't even throw the ball to him. Like, at least try so we can see what he has. But I know at week six, you know, they started giving him more targets, and he just was like, hey, I got the skill set. But it was behind the scenes that people say, you know, he wasn't doing everything right. professionally. You know what I mean? But as he's done that, we've seen him be you know, productive, you know what I mean, producing. So I think that's the same thing. I don't, know if it's, I don't know if they're being – is he being more productive just because he's getting more targets, or is he being more productive because – Oh, he's all of a sudden his attitude has changed because he's always been on the field. He's just now getting the targets. I think it's the targets, in my opinion, though. I think Kyle's yeah. the type of person like, bro, I can scheme you open for a drag or a jailbreak screen like this and get you a three, four targets a game. But guess what? He wouldn't get none of that. You see what I'm saying? Right. And so it's like, eh, I think Kyle just like trying to set the culture like, hey, bro, I don't care. You do have this type of talent. If you're not doing these things behind the scenes, I'm just not going to. I mean, I know it sounds petty, but like you said, some people are extremely black and white like that. And they're like, hey, I'm just not going to give you no opportunities, you know? Yeah. yeah. All right, Ryan, man. I appreciate you coming on. I'm going to get to my guy, Austin, hey. up next. Y'all go out there, man. Copy y'all some gear, man. Go on here, Hey, y'all see the Eric, beanie, man. Hold on. Hold you know what I'm saying? Y'all go on here. Go look at it. Yeah. Y'all go and go cop yeah. some merch, man. So when when 2022 come through and we in the playoffs, when we get on this joker, man, we can make sure we represent, you know what I'm saying? And tell everybody, go check them out. The highest um, podcast in the morning time. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. All right, man. Appreciate you, Ryan. All right.
All right, that's my guy, Ryan, man. Love when he comes on. Ryan, a.k.a. Ricky Williams. Let's go. All right, next up, man, I got my guy, Austin. Austin, man, good morning. What's on your mind, bro? Hey, thanks for having me on, man. Do I sound okay and everything? Man, you sound perfect. All right. Uh, I'm just thinking about how telling these next two weeks are going to be in the NFL season. Because, well, most likely Lance is going to play. If he does play He's either going to play well and we're going to be like, sick, the future's here, or he's not going to play well and we're all going to be like, oh gosh, what now? Okay. So we could get into the playoffs. He'll be looking good. All right, all right, Jimmy's out of here. Thank you. But he's out of here now. Or we could be like, okay, well, we whiffed on the pick. Or did we whiff on the pick? Granted, it will be only two, like three starts for him. If we don't make the playoffs and he plays both games, but still, a lot of people are going to think, oh, goodness, uh, he, he's already struggling and he's had the entire right. season. So so here's kind of my, my, my thing on that. And here's the, is just kind of the reality of it. And what's really tough about the situation, let me pull up these uh, stats real quick from this quarterback. Let me find it. All right, so Davis Mills. And, 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 and this is a tough thing when you have a guy like, Trey Lance, who will essentially only maybe get three starts. There's 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 less room for error with him because he just doesn't have the opportunities of some of these other guys. So say Trey Lance, right? He started one game. You have Davis Mills. Davis Mills has started. He's going on his 10th start. Davis Mills is going on his 10th start. Let's talk about some of his early starts all right, and kind of what they look like. Davis Mills in week two played. They lost 21-31. He was 8 of 18 through one touchdown, one interception. All right. Uh, what is that? F nope, not even 58%. Less than 50% passer. I think, what is it? Oh, passer rating. His passer rating was a 58. The next week, playing a little bit better, 20, uh, 19 to 28. And then the following week, he, he completed 11 out of 21 passes through zero touchdowns, four interceptions. So it wasn't great, right? Like, it, it's bad. And I'd say if you took that three-game sample size from, from Davis Mills, most people would tell you, wow, Davis Mills is trash and he should never play in the NFL. They lost to the Bills 0-40. to 40, 40. All right, 0-40. to 40. He was 11 for 21, zero touchdowns, four interceptions. Don't ever play him again. We don't want to see him. He sucks. All right, that's what most people think. Well, the very next week he turns around and he's 22-25, or Oh, excuse me. They lost 22-25. He completes 21 out of 29 passes, over 300 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. You know what I'm saying? And it's just that one extra game probably started to change the narrative around what he is. And it went more towards, oh, well, Davis Mills looks trash. He goes from a game where he's less than 50% passing, zero touchdowns, four interceptions, and his third start to – his fourth start, over 300 yards, a good completion percentage, uh, three touchdown passes, zero interceptions. He took care of the ball. Like, that's growth. And the tough thing with uh, Trey Lance is he, because he didn't start this whole season, we're not going to be able to see, like, the true growth. We're going to hope that he grows just from practice, but I feel like you truly need the in-game reps to truly grow. Now, can Kyle Shanahan – uh, create a better offense around where he feels like Trey Lance is right now. Yeah, but I still feel like when the live bullets start happening and, and, and the stuff gets real, you're going to revert back to some of the things that you did early on because 
well, you're just less experienced. So it is unfortunate for Trey Lance. He's going to be judged harshly regardless. He's a third overall pick. But he definitely didn't get the same opportunity to climb himself out of however he's going to be judged as the other rookies. And some guys that played the whole year, they still look the same, right? Trevor Lawrence pretty much looks the same as he did early in the year. He did throw for over 300 yards, but he lost to Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, he's continued to be up and down. Uh, so it's not like everybody just gets better. But we have seen, a, you know, some quarterbacks at least show moments of improvement to where it's like, hey, we could build on that. And Trey Lance, he may or may not have that real opportunity. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people didn't think Davis Mills was going to be good. And so at first, it also was helpful that they were like, hey, no, he's a rookie. It doesn't matter. He wasn't even supposed to play this year. But then as he got better, they're like, oh, okay, we might have something. For Lance, it's like, uh, no, we have Jimmy sitting on the bench, injured at the time. But you got to be good. You got to be able to get us to the playoffs. And if you're not good, then that is a problem. So, yeah. Thanks for having me on, man. All right, man. I appreciate you coming on, Austin. And, hey, you sounded great, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. All right, bye-bye. All right. Here we go. Got my guy Dion coming on, man. Dion. De what? Oh, Dion left the screen. We're going to remove him until I see him pop back up. <laughs> All right. But um, here we go. Uh, let's ask, answer some questions real quick here. Uh, what happened to Justin Fields? I think Justin Fields, if, if you just, again, if you just watch him, you see a lot of things you like and the things that you want to build off of, and you see other things that are ugly. Now, what stuff is just him? What stuff is just rookies? We don't know, but we do know that he has shown things to build off of. And, and, and that's what that's what I'm looking for when it comes to rookies. Now, it is tough when you're in a situation where, oh, man, my team is the 49ers, and we potentially have a shot at the playoffs. We're not – you know, we don't care about growth. Like, dude, you got to make the playoffs. You got to win these games. So it's definitely a different kind of standard for Trey Lance as opposed to some of these other guys. But just in general, where guys are, you know, it's a it, it the standards, I guess, can be different. But as far as Justin Fields, I'm always looking for do the does the rookie give you something to build off of? That's my biggest thing. It's not about wins, it's not about losses. What's he doing that he can build off of? How far away is he? And how can you win within his skill set? Those are things I look for. Now, with Trey Lance playing against Houston Texans, well, you got to win. Like, I don't care whatever. I don't care if it's your second start. I don't care any of that. You got to win. It's not like the Arizona game where, all right, Arizona, first start in I don't know how long, right, playing North Dakota State, first start in a while, uh, playing against the best team on the road. That's tough. Right, and I and I realize that this game playing against one of the worst teams in the NFL. I know they they had a big win last week, but one of the worst teams in the NFL. You're at home. This you, playoffs on the line. You got to win, Trey Lance. You got to win, and it is what it is. It is what it is. But yeah, Justin Fields. I think he's shown things that you say, "Hey, I can build off of that." Here we go, bringing on my guy Kenny. What's good, man? Good morning. Good Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Am I saying your name right? Yeah, Kenny. Kenny. Okay. Yeah, it's just it's just spelled different. That's it. That's it. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I would say, thanks for having me back. You know, um, not interrupted yesterday or last night, whatever. It, oh, I'll get it. Like, I'll get it. 
it's 12 30 in the morning here in uh japan but um yeah but i I'll, um i wanted to ask like a question for like as far as lance's um progress like so do these guys like talk to each other in the off season like a you know how everybody's like oh um josh allen had this tremendous jump from like year one to year two you know what i mean the progress will do like do, do these quarterbacks like hey let me hit up his coach or it's like do they have pretty much stay in their own lane and like i'm gonna work with my coach you how do they go about doing that uh everybody's kind of different trey lance at least what he showed last offseason he works with uh quincy avery he's a quarterback uh that's out of atlanta he's a quarterback coach out of atlanta mm -hmm. and one thing about quarterback coaches and i you know i have my guy greg pinelli he comes on on mondays we're qb monday with greg pinelli greg pinelli by the way he greg trains and actually has uh a guy working under him that just signed with the 49ers tyler bray so tyler bray just mm -hmm. signed with the 49ers onto the practice squad that's greg's guy now one thing that i've learned from greg is for the most part like the high level quarterback coaches, they're all teaching some of the same biomechanics. And if you ever want to know like how good of a coach Quincy Avery is, not just a coach, but a teacher, he did this segment with GQ where he taught a guy how to throw a ball that never throw a football before. And it was amazing. Like it was some mm -hmm. of the best coaching and teaching that I've ever seen. And I was like, wow, I'm a huge fan of, of, of Quincy Avery after that. We've been following each other. I like him, but he was that was that showed me like, wow, this high level guy. But most of these quarterback guys, whether it's him, Quincy Avery, whether it's Jordan Palmer, whether it's uh, RIP, Roger Theater, whoever it is, they teach a lot of the same stuff. It's not that much different. The high-level guys. Now, you might have some random dude in your neighborhood. He might not study the biomechanics of throwing a football like these guys. But Trey Lance, he goes to Quincy Avery. I think that's a good guy for him. Mm -hmm. uh, but now it's just, you know, carrying things over to the actual season. Because once you kind of get away from your trainer, sometimes your mechanics – can start to kind of revert back. You got to stick with it. You got to work hard and you really got to practice those things throughout the season as well to carry over. But I think he's going to meet with Quincy Avery. Uh, he'll probably have some of his receivers. One thing I've seen from other quarterbacks is, okay, Mark Sanchez. When I was with the Jets, Mark Sanchez did the thing called Jet, Jets West where mm -hmm. his receivers <laughs> and DBs, everybody would fly out to LA and they would stay there and everybody would train together. And, and Mark Sanchez would put them through you know, the offense and, you know, rep, get reps and reps with his receivers and stuff like that. We'll see if Trey Lance does more of that. I know he worked with Mama Sanu, who's at, in Atlanta as well. So that was simple. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how much of that he, he does getting with other guys. And I had one other question. I don't want to uh, hold, hold you up. And um, so I'm um, like, I'm thinking about, you know, after the military and I, I wanted to start like getting into, uh, scouting because i really want to like like really want to pinpoint and like catch the guys before they pop and like that i kind of like i like doing that what um what sites or where do you think i should start with as far as like learning how to like break down film and stuff like that oh so i don't know how much money you got but i know you're in the military right now but uh the scouting academy i didn't get through it just because i got too busy but if you want to learn like kind of how to watch film, what goes into it, what the scouts are thinking and all that, it's called the Scouting Academy. It's ran by Dan, Dan Hatman. Dan Hatman. Uh, it's 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 really amazing. 
I learned more in the three weeks that I was doing it than ever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just in the sense of how to write a report, like how to write a scouting report, how to watch certain things. They challenge you to watch the things you're great at. They challenge you to watch the things you're not good at. Uh, and, you know, it, and they the different ways that they do it. But the Scouting Academy, I believe I paid about $700 for it. And But it's it's amazing. You have to be able to dedicate about two hours a day to it just by okay. watching it and basically doing the work and watching the film and everything uh, about two hours a day that they're going to ask of you, but it's at your pace. It's really just a, a like modules, but it's, it's, it's really amazing. If you really want to learn like how to watch film, what to look for, what the guys are thinking. Louis Riddick, Louis Riddick, you know, he's on ESPN and you know, should be a GM right now. He's one of the instructors. Uh, but uh, yeah, scouting Academy, that's where I would start. It's, it's really good. Really, really good. Okay. All right, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'll get into that. Thank you. Thank you for having yeah. me. All good, Kenny. Appreciate it. All right. Here we go. Coming on. Got my guy Dion. Dion, what's, what's good? What's happening with you? What's good, Crocky? Hey, what's good going morning. on, man? Oh man, I'm chilling. How you doing this morning? Hey man, I'm alive. You know what I'm saying? Blessed. It's all I can ask for. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, what's your thoughts man. on all this right now? The the the, the talk that's coming out is. Jimmy Jimmy might play, right? Now, do you think that it's it's them bluffing, or do you think like no, nah, he actually might go out there and play with whatever's going on with his thumb? Um, to be honest with you, man, I'm I'm on the fence. I'll wait until Friday. Friday will tell me everything no, I need to know. You can't be on the fence. You can't be you 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 always give it to us straight, and now you want to be on the fence. I'm gonna keep it a buck. The only reason I usually do, you're right. I give it to y'all straight. I always keep it up. I, I, I keep it 100. But the thing here, here's my thing. I don't trust Kyle. I just don't. Mm. I, I, I don't trust him when it comes to him telling us the truth because he lies to us on a consistent basis. That's the biggest issue. So Jimmy goes out yesterday. He couldn't even did <laughs> literally walked out, tried to grab football, walked back in from uh, what Matt Barrow said. Basically, hey, he ain't throwing. So Trey Lance takes his stats with the first, you know, first team offense. If he does that again on Friday, then I'll feel more comfortable in saying Trey Lance will start. And, you know, that's most likely the end of Jimmy Garoppolo. The issue is Kyle forces Jimmy out there on a week to week basis. Jimmy could screw up the, the worst he could screw up and then he'll come out back him. Oh, well, you know, it's not all on Jimmy. You know, that was all, you know, that, that was, that was a team loss. And there were other things that came into it, but, you out there watching the dude, you know, make mistakes consistently. So obviously you don't care about these mistakes because you keep putting them out there because he gives you the best chance to win right now. You know, and then uh, George coming out. Oh, well, you know, if I know Jimmy, he's going to be there on Sunday. George, you want Jimmy to go out there and already inaccurate quarterback as it is and play with his with the, his a hurt thumb on his throwing hand that's going to make him more inaccurate. So he's going to screw up more, and then he's going to blame his injury as it pertains to why he screwed up. Like, I, I, for me, I can't take it anymore. I'm like, look, you just need to say, Trey is our starter. Jimmy is injured. We're not going to play him. Do what's best for the team. Stop doing what's best for you and stop trying to prop Jimmy up there to get a higher draft pick out of him. Everybody knows what he is. Everybody knows what he can be and what he can do. Is Jimmy a starter in the league? Yes. Is he top tier? Hell to the no. Jimmy's in the bottom half of the league. But 
I just don't trust the fact that Kyle's going to own up to it and say, you know what, Trey is the starter. Trey could go out and blow the Texans out, man, put up 42 points, and we could beat them 42-7. to And if Jimmy's healthy the next week, Kyle will run him right back out there, which would make absolutely no damn sense. Like, it, that, that's what I'm saying. I, I can't trust that Kyle's going to make the right decision and just go with Trey. So I that's why I'm on the fence. Until I see on Friday that he says – you know, that I see that Jimmy could not practice again, then that tells me I'm like, you know what? I get it that you don't practice all week, but when you have the type of injury that he has, the way it's been explained, and from what I've seen and all the research that I've done, you don't just come back from that and you don't play through it. I think the only person who played through it was, I believe, like Matthew Stafford. But Stafford's a different breed of quarterback. And Stafford went out there and played with the Lions, and he got beat up in many ways, whether he had a shit offensive line or whether he did what, you know, whatever he could because he, you know, he just had to play, you know, and, and and I get it, Jimmy, you want to be, you know, Mr. Iron Man or something, but that's not you. You get injured. This is your MO. It's unfortunate, but I, 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 I would rather Trey Lance go out there, start and give the kid a clear idea. Hey, you're starting this Sunday. And I know a lot of people are like, well, maybe Kyle's playing mind games with the tech. Kyle ain't playing no damn mind games. People. He wants Jimmy out there. He is dying to push Jimmy Garoppolo on the field with half a leg, no arm, and four fingers missing on the other arm that he actually does have. Like, I don't know why. I don't know what the obsession is. It, it frustrates me I uh, internally. Yeah. And, and I heard this on Heberman and Middlecoff. And, and mm -hmm. is, it, is it this simple? Is it as simple as Kyle views Jimmy as a starter? He, he views Trey Lance as the backup. And most teams want their starter to play and and it's as simple as that no it's not as simple as that because my thing is is when you want your starter to play it's because your starter is your starter he's that guy and you know week in and week out you have a high probability of him winning the game for you we don't have that probability with jimmy garoppolo we know that if he does certain things and he screws up certain ways he's not going to recover from it he threw that interception every time. I think what is there's a statistic out there. Every time he throws an interception in a game, like we lose. I think we're like one in something. There's a yeah, statistic they, out there. Beat so the it's Vikings, like to me, we've lost all the other games. Yeah. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I my thing is, I know you want to put him out there. I get it. I understand it. But why are we doing that? Why are we putting ourselves in jeopardy to lose a playoff spot for you to force Jimmy Garoppolo out there to do what? And if I'm Jimmy, I'm out of here next year anyway. I don't want to play. I'm sitting down. I'm going to let my finger heal up right so my next team I go to, I can go ahead and get out there and get my money. But I'm not about to sit up here and, and and you know, stretch myself thin for a team that didn't even want me. So I don't want him going out there with that mindset, you know, being mad at the team. Like, yeah, let me throw a couple more picks and put y'all more in the dirt. He ain't going to do nothing but start me anyway. So on Friday – I'll feel more comfortable. If Friday they say Jimmy Garoppolo did not practice and he couldn't practice, then that tells me all I need to know. And that tells me that Trey should be the starter on Sunday. I don't believe this mind game stuff that people are thinking. Kyle ain't, uh, and, and, and I, there's no disrespect, but Kyle's not that, in, not, not that smart. Kyle don't do stuff like that. That's Belichick type shit. And he's not on that level because he's not won a ring yet. And he doesn't have the mindset to keep his foot on your throat when, you know, when the chips are down for you. Look at, look at right before the half. He didn't trust Jimmy to try to push that ball down the field. So he, in that Texas game, he was like, mm, nah, we're not going to do that. 
I don't need this dude throwing another. In the pick. Titans game, it, it was a little weird. It was like they went for it, got the first down, and I was like, oh, okay, they're gonna call timeout, and then they just like, like, all right, let's run the clock out. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. That was interesting. And, I mean, but and and also what did he the stat, which was weird. I guess the 49ers, they put a stat up there, and it seems like they don't really go for it before the half, but they say mm -hmm. something like the 49ers have the most points in the NFL on the drive before the halftime or something crazy like that. Did you see that stat? Yeah. So why wouldn't we do that? But this this yeah, is this it all goes back to seeing seeing certain things, man. Um, and I, I appreciate you having me on, Crocky. I know usually guys out there, I I I would really I really keep it a buck with you, but right now I just don't know because our head coach, he he loves him some Jimmy Garoppolo and he wants to force him out there. And I can tell you this, say Jimmy goes out there and plays, and the first thing he does is he throws an errant ball, and you see that that thumb is just not right. Do you pull him and put Trey in or do you leave him in there and let him continue to fuck up? That's the issue. I don't want him to do that. I want him to see it and say, you know what? It, uh, uh, much as I might, might not want the kid in there, he needs to go in. I, I, I can't. You can't afford to lose any more games. You cannot. If you lose any more games, you have no hope for the playoffs. None. So you don't want to do that. You want to be smart. Put the kid in, man. Let him do his thing. Fred Warner, John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan himself, y'all all backed him, said it's his best month of practice. Warner just said in his pressure yesterday, hey, man, you know, I had to pull the kid aside and let him know. It's okay, man. Take, take time. You know, try to make some plays from the pocket. The team is rallying around him. They're coaching him up. So that tells you that they see it. And if John Lynch is accidentally liking tweets while he's supposed to be in church praising Jesus, I mean, <laughs> we got a problem. Yeah, That's all I'm saying. But I appreciate you, Crocky. Glad you're back right. home, baby. You know what I'm saying? Do your thing. Continue to do your thing. You know, we got nothing but love for you, man. And uh, peace and blessings to you, brother. All right. You have a good one, Dion. Mm hmm All right. Shout out to my guy, Dion. Love when he comes on. Talks that real. Um, got a, got one a comment here from our guy, Ray. He says, uh, it's the Mahomes experiment that Kyle's following with Trey. Rush him in his rookie season and get ready for 2021. My only pushback would be that Alex Smith had the best year of his career that season. Best year of his career. So it kind of left, like, no doubt. I think the reason why people are screaming for Trey Lance, at least I know myself, right? The only reason, like, I, I'll be the first to tell you, I don't think that Trey Lance is just better than Jimmy Garoppolo right now. Right? I, I don't know. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, well, if you're losing games with Jimmy G, you, you know, you can go with the, the rookie and build off of that, especially with the game plan that has kind of been the recipe for success with Jimmy Garoppolo, which has been to run the ball 40 times. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, if I feel like I have to coddle Jimmy Garoppolo, I might as well coddle my rookie. But I'll, definitely, I'll be the first person to tell you, as far as what we know, I don't think that the rookie just flat out gives you a better chance to win than Jimmy Garoppolo. And because we don't know that, I think that's what Kyle Shanahan uh, is going, he's working off of that as well. But the difference is between that, the Mahomes situation and what's going on now, Alex Smith had the best year of his career. Best year of his career. He wasn't doing the weird stuff, turning the ball over. He wasn't, you know what I'm saying? When you watch Jimmy Garoppolo and you see him, he's throwing the interceptions, making, you know, Alex Smith, if you lost it, more, more times than not, wasn't going to be because he's turning the ball over. You know what I'm saying? And then in that season, they lost in the playoffs 
And if y'all remember that playoff game, it was a shootout with Alex Smith and and uh, Andrew Luck. It was a shootout. They both scored like over 40 points or whatever it was. So Alex Smith, he had the best year of his career that season. And if Jimmy Garoppolo had the best year of his career this year, I, I think that the Trey Lance, uh, that the Trey Lance uh, loud noise, I think it would be calmed down a little bit. I think it'd be calmed down a little bit. So there's a lot of people that want to get on people. I, I, I can't speak for everybody, but I know myself. I know myself. If Jimmy was having the best year of his career, I wouldn't talk about Trey Lance. Is it wrong year? He said, nah, crap, wrong year. Okay, I know this. I don't know if it's the playoff game or whatever, if that was the wrong year. But I know one thing. The year that Mahomes is playing, Ale or that was a rookie, Alex Smith had the best year of his career. I know that much. Now, what happened in the playoffs and stuff like that, I just remember this Colts-Chiefs playoff game where Alex Smith went crazy. But I do know that the year, that year, Mahomes rookie year, Alex Smith, best, best, best year of his career. Not even close. It was really good. So there's that aspect of it. Looking at some of the comments here. If Jimmy is playing like an eight, uh, like an eighth year veteran, this is a dead conversation. I agree. I agree. And, and that's the part that a lot of people don't understand. Or I see people on social media and they come caping for Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy has opened this door. He's left this the door open for this conversation. All year, all year, everybody. When, okay, here's an example. When the 49ers were on the three-game winning streak, all I'm, we're, we're here. We were talking about it, right? We were talking about the losses. We were talking about the wins. Everybody that was coming on would say, oh, man, 49ers, they found their identity. They found their identity. What was going on in this game? Well, they're, they're running the ball 40 times a game. So is their identity just not throw with Jimmy Garoppolo? But you know what I'm saying? Like, but y'all telling me Jimmy is this, and y'all saying, well, he wins and this and that. But you're also telling me that the way to win with him is to run the ball 40 times. And I don't think that was the recipe for Kansas City with Alex Smith, who had the best year of his career. They weren't making uh they weren't they weren't saying, man. We got to we got to keep the, the, the keep it keep the throws down to a minimum for Alex Smith. People don't want uh, Jimmy Garoppolo to throw the ball a whole lot because the more he throws the ball, the more weird stuff starts to happen. That's not me getting on. I, I think Jimmy is who he is. I like Jimmy. At some point, there's people that have to be real with what he is. Uh oh, I keep on plugging. Hold on, make sure I'm make sure I'm good with my sound real quick. I think that's what's telling me. Like, uh, it's time for you to, you know, appreciate everybody that's in here, man. If you're in here, if you haven't been on the show before, you like it, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. I saw somebody earlier in the chat say, "Hey, man, it's my first time on the show, man. I like it. That's what's up. I appreciate it. We come on here to talk the real. We come on here." And I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, push my narrative or some agenda or anything like that. I talk about things that I, you know, I either hear or or that I'm thinking, and I try to make sense of things. 
I try to bring bring the perspective of the players. I try to bring the perspective of the coaches. And I try to make that make sense. And I appreciate all y'all that listen to me and, you know, everybody that contributes to the show by coming on and all that good stuff. Uh, didn't Alex Smith have a season he didn't throw a single touchdown pass to a wide receiver? He did, but it wasn't that year. It wasn't his last year. But And that's the thing, right? He did have a season. I'm not saying that Alex Smith was this great quarterback or that he's just better than Jimmy or anything like that. I ain't even saying that. I'm just saying in the year where they had the rookie, he had his best year. So all I'm saying is with Jimmy, in the year where the 49ers have the rookie, he ain't having his best year. And it leaves the, the door open for the conversations with the rookies with the uh, to get the rookie in. That's all I'm saying. If Jimmy had his best year, there wouldn't no, there, there wouldn't when the 49ers on the three game winning streak, we didn't talk about Trey Lance. We didn't even talk about him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're on the three game winning streak. All right, whatever. You hear nothing about it. You hear nothing about Trey Lance. So it's not even something that's being forced because people just hate Jimmy. Well, I can't speak for everybody. I think there are people out there that just hate Jimmy for whatever reason. But I'm not even saying it. it's just what the situation is. You, Jimmy not playing as well, he leaves the door open for criticism or for the loud Trey Lance noise. Alex Smith would be able to drop back and feed Debo in the passing game when he's hot. Uh, he is so unreliable. Kyle has to hand the ball to Debo for big games. Well, Croc, to be fair, Jimmy has only two years of actual playing. Although it might be the best. <laughs> You're right, Nate. Maybe this is his best year. I don't know. And that is that is tough. He has only played two seasons, like full seasons. And I mean, he didn't even get through a full season this year. And that's part of the reason. That's part of the issue, too. But anyways, man, I appreciate everybody sitting here right now. Again, if, you, if you're new to the show and you like it, hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. Help everybody see this, the algorithms, all that good stuff. I got to get some more, more uh, Frontline Sports merchandise. I still want to come out with the Faithful Edition. So everybody that's in here, y'all know, man, Frontline Sports, that's my, my sports media platform that I'm working on building. I got to do a better job of that. That's my, my New Year's resolution. Yesterday I talked about uh, what my New Year's resolution was, and I was like, or somebody asked, and I and I responded, and I was like, yeah, take better care of myself, like work out more, uh, get in more of a rhythm doing that. Also, it needs to be let's get front frontline sports up there. Let's make it a household name. I got to figure out how to do everything possible to make that thing right. All right, but um, let's get it, man. I appreciate everybody that's in here. Y'all already know what it is, man. We're about to. Get up out of here. Y'all have a great day. Watch college football, all that good stuff. Watch other shows. Jasmine, Jamal, go. Um, that was the previous live uh, video. So go check that out with my, my guys, Jasper and Jamal. Niners talk with them. Go keep it going, man. I appreciate y'all, man. I'm out, man. Peace. Talk TV podcast. Talk TV podcast.